Bum. <laughs> Hello. Uh... <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the other Soul Gamer. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to Friday Stream Street Day 300 something else. I'm joined by everyone in the chat with the emotes. Owen Jackson. Hey, Owen. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, I want to get these little things for everybody else because they're just as loved as me. You know, Dan fans. That rolls off the tongue. Dan fans um, does work. Yeah. Dan fans um, does work. But yeah. I think you'll find that everyone loves you. And so that's what the chat is going to show right there. And that's okay. We're all okay with it. Look at that. Oh, fucking love that. It makes me so happy. Look at it. Woohoo! Uh... <laughs> well, I appreciate you all very much. You make you make me happy. So thanks. Uh, yeah. How are you, Rob? You good? Uh, really good. Thank you very much. Uh, what a very exciting day. You and me talking through lists for an event that we're doing coverage of tomorrow, the Grand Hammer event. So I'm really looking forward to that. Bit trip freaked out by how zoomed in my camera is. So I'm trying to kind of sort that as we're live because awkwardly close to are my you face. Going, and I... Are you doing a full Eddie Eccles on us? Is that what you're saying? It's <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm right here, and I'm. Going to <laughs> and I welcome another Warhammer Live preview. <laughs> uh, can I just uh, thank everyone in the chat because there's a whole bunch of lovely people who just joined in the chat um, and say uh, thank you to Pino for subscribing. Uh, that's really nice uh, for resubscribing. Thanks to MJ Pegasus for donating 100 bits and Hot Sauce Teddy for subscribing. Iron Gutsman, oh my god, what a legend! Love him. Big Goldfish as well, who I watched on Twitch this morning. Big Goldfish, I just want to do a shout out for him. He started a Twitch channel. A lot mm -hmm. of people might not know this. It's not Warhammer content. Big Goldfish is the guy that built, um, well, most of the TSN arena, him and Nathan, between each other. Uh, they don't own a tape measure for some reason between them, but they can build things, uh, mainly by hitting stuff. Uh, uh, however, he started a new uh, disc, uh, um, uh, Twitch channel. I don't know if you guys are interested. He's hooked a phone up to his digger, uh, and he just digs holes uh, on a building site. That's wow. like, moves earth around, digs holes. Weirdly therapeutic. Mm. Like... Wow. weirdly therapeutic yeah you, you must you you must like the show because you're often digging holes that you're trying to get out of aren't you Rob, all the time only eh? with my only with my fucking mouth owen that's what i'm doing <laughs> always i <laughs> 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 like elevator to ride uh, <laughs> anyway uh, <laughs> uh right so uh, how are you are you well uh, yeah, I think so. I'm smarting from a loss in the tournament last night, but you know what can you do? Uh, if I, uh, you know, got upset every time I lost, I'd probably just be a crying all the time. Um, but yeah, no. Other than that, it was good. I had a lovely game against Dan Arnold from the Troll Slayers. He bested me with his stone horns. Um, yeah, killed 46 Mortet Guard on turn one. It was, it was. I would say it was a bloodbath, but there's no blood. Uh, it was a bone bath, even though oh, that wow. sounds weird um but yeah no that was fun um and other than that yeah looking forward i'm, I'm playing tomorrow so uh look, looking forward to to um to playing some of these lists we're going to get talk about um so yeah good yeah. me too we're doing some coverage tomorrow i'm very much looking forward to that a quick announcement which i will re-announce at the end of the show uh it does seem like all the lumineth realm lords rules have leaked uh, and so at 4 p.m. today, me and Adam Mumford will be doing a live show going through the rules. Um, more on that later. Very excited. I've taken a quick precursory look. They look absolutely fine. Yeah. Completely fine. Yeah. <laughs> fine. They're fine. But I, I'm, waiting to, I'm waiting to get confirmation to see if those are the actual rules because they're they seem arguably not strong enough, is what I think. So that's what I'd say. 
Uh, right, anyway, but that's not for today. Twitch chat, what up? Thank you to everyone in the chat. Love you tons. Uh, thanks to everyone on the podcast. Stay hydrated. Thanks to everyone on Twitch. Everyone on YouTube leaving comments. I really appreciate that. Um, and then Patreon. Like, honestly, I couldn't live without you. Uh, a couple of bucks uh, every month is a dream from you guys. So thank you for being brilliant. Serbator, um, I hope they are broke as fuck. Like, like capitalism is how fucking broke they are. Like, absolutely late stage Lumineth capitalism. <laughs> Deeply fucking fucked is what they are. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Don't you say that about people, Rob. How dare you? Right, okay. Uh, so there's an event tomorrow, Owen, and we're going to talk about it. Big shout out to Scrivo for our, doing our artwork today, uh, as you guys can see. Uh, we're trying to step up those production values time and time again. Um, so Battle in the Digital Realms, a 59-player event over three rounds live tomorrow. Uh, I mean, you got any uh, any kind of like geolocation information or? Uh... Oh, wow, uh, I know that they're from they're from the Netherlands. Uh, mm -hmm. I think maybe Arnheim. Uh, so the, the TO is. A... Uh, no, no, Rob. Um, uh, they seem like very really nice guys, really super organised, and and have put a lot of effort into the event. So I'm sure it's going to go down down really well. Yeah, it's a chap called Mezura. If people know him on Discord, uh, yeah, lo lovely guy. You, you've 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 been chatting with them as well. They seem all set to go, don't they? Yeah, uh, yeah. He's he, he's, he's, he's messaged me today. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to. It. Thanks everyone for helping us get a um, a big old hype train in the chat. You're all brilliant. Uh, yeah, it seems lovely. All lovely people, as most people are. Another person who's lovely is Pask in the chat. Another one. Uh, all you TTSTOs, loads of joy from you guys. Maybe it's because you're doing it from the comfort of your home and you don't have to do anything but wear joggers and you can drink Thatchers while doing it. Not sure. Um, uh, like, interested to see what's going on in the future. But, you know, maybe. Like, there's been some other nice TOs who I've met, like, mm. once or twice. Not many, if I'm honest. <laughs> see, see I, see, I love Pask, but I've seen that he's bringing... Even though he's named all of his... He's playing tomorrow, and even though he's named all of his units, like, after cheeses... Uh, there's still no excuse for a true ogre player to be bringing Seraphon now, is there? Rob? I know, man. What's going on? I actually spoke. Me and Owen spoke about this off air, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this one out to the masses. But here we are. I'm gonna uh, right. Winning a TTS event is obviously great. I'm gonna put that out there before I go anything further. But because there isn't quite the lauded accolades of winning maybe a real person event, but who knows? I mean, still real people. But do you, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, I feel like TTS is actually a purist form of Warhammer, where really you can experiment and try stuff out and, like, be a bit more of a of a purist. And it like it's not like, I've got to win this event. It's like, ah, oh, going to hang out at the weekend, try this stuff out. Do you know what? Am I, am I, am I set? Does that make sense? Yeah, there's also a fundamental uh, thing to do with Ogre Moor Tribes, which, as Gutsman says in the chat, Pask and Gutsman can't play Ogres at the same event or the world oh, will explode. Yeah. That's so, fair. That's okay, fair. no worries, man. All, all good. Sorry, yeah, that, sorry that, Pask. That, that all makes sorry, Pask. Apologies. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, right. So yeah, looking forward to looking forward to this event tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be doing the live coverage. So it's going to be super cool. Uh, let's talk about the battle plans, shall we, Owen? Mm -hmm. um oh wait hold on uh mission pack important point um missions not in advance we talked about this a bit on monday didn't we we did indeed yeah yeah yeah. and i'm, I'm going to change things up for my next tournament but yeah missions not in advance is kind of 
traditional for me as such. So yeah, that that didn't affect the way that I you know created my list. Um, and then uh, they do have auxiliary ex- objectives this time, though, Rob. Um, they do well. But... I mean, it's only the Aussies who seem to not give a a, a damn about auxiliary objectives, right? Uh, seems to have been a trend in the last few weeks, definitely. Uh, maybe just looking to have a simpler, quicker game. And um, yeah, I, I really like them. I, I like it when you've got a tough matchup and you've got something to scrap for. Um, but I, I can see the argument for not having them as well. Um, I think with a one dayer with just three rounds, those secondaries are what really determine the winners and the and you know and the, and the top ten kind of thing. So um, yeah, I think they're important on a one dayer, definitely. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, and then I don't think there's anything else. Uh, three hour rounds. Three hour rounds. Uh, TO's in the chat. I think Barney's in the chat uh, as a TO. What's happening if it goes over time? Very important because are, are rounds going over time? Are we going to see battle reports that take 11 hours? The Age of Sigmar community really needs to like fucking do its shoes up and like pull its bootstraps up when it comes to finishing tournaments, I would say. Well, rounds anyway. I wonder what, they, uh, what they're what they going to say about it, but we'll see. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should have a chat with the guy that brought 200 Plague Monks, Rob. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, hello, this is, this is the Wargamer team. What is it? What the fuck? Yeah, they just hang up. Yeah, that's what we'll do. <laughs> uh, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. Disqualified both players. Agreed. Disqualified. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, so three hour rounds. Uh, the but the uh, battle plans they've announced right here. So thank you to the guys. Um, game one is shifting objectives. Uh, game two is battle for the pass, and then game three is the blade's edge. Oh god, oh god. Uh, how do you feel about the uh, the the two battle plans, and then the one that we won't even fucking mention? Uh, I really like shifting objectives. Um, I think that's a really good mission. Well, I have got seventy more tech guards, so I, I, yeah. But fundamentally, without, without thinking about what army I'm taking, I think that's a really good mission. Uh, Battle for the pass. Um, I kind of prefer border war personally because I like it to be landscape rather than uh, portrait because it, you know, the, the the portrait element, the sort of long ways element for Battle for the Pass is, um, you know, it does favor armies that can teleport or are super fast. Um, but that being said, Battle for the Pass is like the perfect TTS mission because you don't have to play side on in a weird way. Do you know what I mean? Like, a, have you played Battle for uh, the a Pass? At a tournament. At uh, a tournament, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Blade's Edge. Uh, yeah, you can like almost... it if you like it. We can we can disagree. That's super okay. That's what the whole yeah. point of this show is. Everyone has their own opinion. Um, <laughs> but but you, uh... you agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan. Uh, but I can, yeah, hopefully it'll create some dynamic games. Hopefully it doesn't, because sometimes it's just like, okay, I outdrop you, I go first, I take six points, and it's really hard to come back from there. Um, that can be the way it goes. But um, we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. It's not, we shall... Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're all, they're, all, they're, all, they're all battle plans that favor really playing into the center, which is quite nice. Um, uh, like you know, there's there's nothing really that's a bonus for any particular units. Obviously, shifting objectives is a bonus for battle line, right? Am I saying the right thing? It is indeed. Yeah, yeah. You get an extra point for battle line within six. So, um, yeah, it does benefit having good quality battle line or you know little MSU units of battle line that can just hug the back of the objective while perhaps something else uh, actually is holding it. Uh, yeah, good mission. Okay. Ah, 
overall, two, two out of three ain't bad. And Blade's Edge is, I don't know, we're, we're in one camp. Some other people think it's great. Uh, it was it was really thought of as a wonderful mission when it first came out, wasn't it? We were all we were all frothy for Blades Edge. Yeah, and like Blades Edge, what's so cool? Yeah. You play it like ah, oh. I played Nathan. I was like, you go turn one, you go, and he went forward. I was like, oh shit, I lose. <laughs> oh damn! Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, really good if you could go first and then only play two, maybe three turns is even better way of doing it. Um, hopefully we'll see that in some battle reports soon. Who knows? Right. So that's just a, for a, that's a Pete and Owen joke only, but really loving that one. Colonel Cabbage. Thanks for resubscribing. Also to Moon Tyranid and Plymouth Troll Slayers. It must be like a resubscribe day. Uh, and also huge thank you to Gregorius Chant for donating 10 pounds to the show. I want that you to know that that's going towards camera, funds so we can get some even more kick-ass cameras for the live coverage here in the tsn arena so that's what that money's going towards so that's very much appreciated thank you uh loads and loads let's look at the meta owen dun 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 there it is so unsurprisingly order the biggest representation but not as significant as some other tournaments we've seen 40 percent of the meta across nine factions we'll break that down in a moment 30 percent for chaos Death, 15%. Destruction, uh, 13%. Now, we've seen like spreads like this uh, a bit. Like Sometimes Chaos is a bit more. Normally, obviously, Death and Destruction are the least popular factions normally uh, mm -hmm. with order ramping up. Now, I know you said you didn't have tons to talk about on this one. I think I have a point, which I think, uh, I think, uh, I think is interesting, is because we obviously know that we're coming towards Age of Sigmar 3 in the next few months right now uh whenever let's say july i think that the rumors are july but we'll just we'll put that one of the key points for me is that having done the stats for the past three years when stormcast had a book that was even half viable they were 15 percent of the meta now there are mm -hmm. only there's only one or two stormcast lists i think in this i think it's one but I'll, I'll, I'll double check stormcast list in this particular meta however when stormcast become popularized again i actually think this number goes up okay like and that's the interesting part because at one point stormcast were 12 to 14 percent of the meta for a couple of years and really it's mm. only the fact that they haven't had a book for three years that i think is the reason we're not seeing it uh lumineth realm lords obviously new book coming tomorrow super fine completely okay average at best uh is um please buy more of them for my store uh use my affiliate link which is uh uh, www.idonthaveone.com uh, and then uh, you yeah so I just think I think that's an interesting part because we talk a little bit about the dominance of order anyway I actually think the dominance of order is going to tick up in the next edition mm. that's, what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say depending on whether or not some factions like Destruction might somehow get better in, in the next edition or whatever it is but I don't know what do you, what's your take on the overall kind of like metas that we see at the moment yeah I mean if you just reel off the kind of armies that are doing well and have historically done well over the last year um, you know a lot of them do sit in order um, I mean when you think about the just conversely when you think about the four chaos gods it's only really one uh, perhaps two yeah Zinch and Nurgle which are really really strong uh, within there and then you know everything else Skaven, Korn, Slanesh, Legions of Chaos Ascendant, Slaves to Darkness everything's just that little bit down whereas I think in order um, the things that make you good at the game, uh, there's loads of viable options. You know, Daughters of Cain, 
uh, Eidneth Deepkin, Seraphon, Caradron Overlords, um, and then, yeah, other books will get bumps as well. I'm sure there's some things I've missed, but I don't know. People like to play the good guys, right? And the, and people would perhaps think that Order is the good guys. So, you know, they... they, they and also... Uh, you know, getting people into the game, uh, you know, in your early teens or, you know, when you're a kid or whatever, then your parents aren't going to buy you like a sort of big demon covered in blood, you know, but with a giant axe. They're probably going to buy you some some golden dudes that look like they're there to save the day. So, you know, that's probably at the root of it. That's kind of my thoughts. True. Everyone loves a hero. Everyone loves a hero. That's why I like Al Swearingen from Deadwood the hero of the story in my opinion uh <laughs> right can i just do a quick one uh Alistair menace oh, love that fella uh big shout out to grotnets all day uh also another one from dark design lumineth table lords uh and hello to lethargic bearloom um uh <laughs> who has been commenting on every youtube video thank you guys for uploading them there our pleasure it's very much appreciated he's on day eight uh he needs to catch up with us and also ks ksh miles uh, Owen, this one's you. Bit late, but as the guy who brought 200 plague monks, uh, I'd like to say in my defence, they're the only scaven thing that is reliant on having a five wound hero alive. Any clapback, Owen, in that situation? What are you feeling? I just want to say that I'm not criticising his list in any way. He's just a madman for, for pushing 200 like digital, like I running 70 more tech guard on 25 mil bases, and that's enough of a grief. But 200 models to move around it's just yeah he's going to be tired he's going to have tired eyes and a tired brain so yeah <laughs> i am your finger's going to hurt yeah. and you're mental that's what i'm going to tell you imagine that on the table your back could be killing yeah murder <laughs> that's what it would be <laughs> but no good luck honestly loads of love all right so um should we talk you you looked at death should we just have a quick breakdown mm -hmm. of the death uh, uh alliance here oh yeah like grand alliance uh, so there are three flesh eater courts and six OCR bone reapers, zero night haunt, zero soul blight grave lords. Well, I mean they're not out. Le zero legions and a gash, and weirdly zero wraith fleet. Not a surprise there. Um, they took a bit of a nerf in the last FAQ, so we haven't seen as many uh, wraith fleet as we once saw. Uh, uh, I think also they're all blocked up in the Suez Canal. Yeah, yeah, they're all <laughs> Tokyo drifting their way to the bottom tables right now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so fle Flesh Eaters and, and, and Bone Reapers. Um, I thought I was going to be, you know, like a little bit of one of the cool kids with, you know, one of the two Bone Reapers players or whatever. But yeah, six six Bone Reapers. And um, we've got three Mortis Praetorians and three of my favorites, three of the Petrifex Elite, which is nice to see. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, so uh, there's, there's, a, there's a, a cat across Nagash in there, what I call the Catagash, which is fun. Um, you know, that sort has to be a Mortis Praetorians and there's not much left. I think you've probably got 40 Mortec Guard and then Catacross and the Gash in there. There's quite a few of your sort of archetypal Catacross with two crawlers and then a, a selection of stuff. Um, but I think there's quite some fun to be had in, in Petrifex Elite. So there's a really nice list. The, you tried the Deathglaive, didn't you, Rob? The Catacrossian Deathglaive Battalion? I so did. I did. Two Two units of Stalkers and uh, a unit of the Harbingers uh, with the pre-game move. Um, yeah, they just, some, they just uh, don't have the the output like or the sustainability. I just think they're a little bit too expensive, really, uh, for what for what you get. Like uh, the Stalkers are amazing, and I think probably about the right points cost. Although the army plays like dynamic, the army plays dynamically differently, so the Stalkers aren't really viable. You'd rather just take the wounds in the output, like probably a Mortec guard is is like 
each Mortec Guardian wounds versus uh, a Stalker is just better in all days. But I think you do get something fairly unique out of the Harbingers, but I think they're just a bit expensive, like truth be told. Yeah. And I, I do think, though, that the prevalent threats like these, uh, like Seraphon don't like it up them. Like Seraphon, they don't like it if you you, you, you go and storm the castle. Um, similarly with Zinch to a degree. Um, and, you know, catching up with KO boats is quite tough. So I, I do like that he's got one unit of six Harbingers in there with the 3D6 charge and the pregame move. So it, it, it is able to put, it's not a huge alpha, but it is able to put a lot of pressure on and be pretty fast. Um so yeah, some 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 interesting Reapers lists there. Uh, I think Mikey, Age of Nagash, is taking uh, a mixture of Death Riders with a couple of Crawlers um, and a Liege. So he's gone for a bit more speed. And then I'm just spamming loads of Mortec Guard with Harvesters because it's fun. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it fun. is fun getting to roll yeah. those dice every time. Um, yeah. <laughs> have we seen any Smash Bats in the Flesh Eater Courts lists? Yes, there is one what you'd call the classic smash bat, the, the nuclear Vargulf, um, as Chris calls it. Uh, so, yeah, it's I like a list. It's similar to the list that I played against you on um, Breakfast Battles, I think. So attendance nice. at court along with the Royal Mordants. So it's got a lot of horrors, but all the horrors in the attendance of court, they reroll all their hits if the arch regent's on the table. So it doesn't have any proximity. And then he's got his, uh, yeah, his Royal Mordants sort of hero phase move. Normal move, run and charge, you know, uh, grave robber, bilious decanter, that kind of thing. So, yeah, there's a, there is a classic smash bat. Uh, somebody who was playing the smash bat a lot, and I think he's in the chat, is Hippie Chef. He's a, he plays so much on TTS, and he's settled on a on a feast day, a mixture of mordants and a dead watch. So, quite a lot of flayers, um, and then and getting that free uh, that free um, feeding frenzy once per turn. Um, so yeah, lot, saving on a lot of CP and then he's gone double battalion as well. So if he keeps everything in its ranges, then there's lots of double, l- lots of your favorite thing, Rob, going twice for a CP. It's excellent. The only yeah. thing you can make it better is actually if you could teleport and do it, uh, is, wow. is, is the only thing I feel, uh, makes it uh... more on that, more on, <laughs> more on that at four o'clock. Um, <laughs> Um, and then there's a there's a classic um, sort oh, do, of when the book... so I had a question in the chat about Smash Bat. So Smash Bat is mm. a is a Vargulf that you can take in Flesh Eater Quartz. There you have the ability in uh, Flesh Eater Quartz anyway to stack a load of buffs like plus amount of attacks, fight twice. Those are the, kind of the two key ones. But then there's a bunch of other stuff, Billy's to counter and some other things. So you can basically make a Smash Captain from 40k if you're coming up from 40k, but out of a half a ne- necrosized vampire that's turned into kind of like a a, a bat beast um mm. and yeah smash bat i mean it's so much cooler than a smash captain i mean yeah definitely and he's running around as well he's got a little he rather than running around with a thunder hammer he's just got a a little one of those sort of leathery sacks what's it called a flagon or something uh and then that's just filled with bile and and blood and pus and stuff and he guzzles that down goes mental and then dies uh yeah it's brilliant um, exactly think... what the UK is going to look like July 13th actually so uh, <laughs> like <laughs> uh, alright so that's so that's that's death that's what mm-hmm. we've seen there uh, let's go to destruction the lads um, right so this is a this is a story in three parts really uh, uh, to break it down um, uh, we'll start we'll start with Bone Splitters Big Wild Iron Jaws obviously coming out from the Uruk uh, uh, Warclans book now um Big War book. Big Wars are generally fairly similar most of the time, although there is some tasty, 
tasty uh there is well there's a tasty list um and it's eight times three gore grunters in a double gorefist battalion list which is mm-hmm. oh boy uh it's also in iron sons as well so that's actually in iron jaws which i think is uh uh pretty cool do you like that one Owen? i think that one's pretty cool yeah, I've got that one down as one of my lists to talk about at the end. The okay, bacon cool. cannon, I'm calling it, Rob. The bacon cannon. We've had right, the salmon cannon. It's, it's Harry's bacon cannon. Just send them all off. Finger guns all the way. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, that's So we're talking cool. about that later. Now, there are two Ogre Moor tribes lists. One, which is one of my lists for later, um, uh, which has got a skull uh, and his winter bite. So we'll talk more about that later. So it's pretty hot goss there. Um, and there's also an Underguts. Four Iron Blasters. And get your Archie emotes out in the chat if you've got Archie emotes because everyone loves a trier. That's what the Archie emote is for. Like, everyone loves a trier. Yeah? And I've used Underguts. I've used the four Iron Blasters. you got to love a trier, is what I say. Uh, but loads of love. Like, I'm, I'm super hoping. It's just like, I've hit with everything. I've wounded with everything. Max damage. But it's not happening. Uh, we've all tried it. <laughs> <Didn't> we? <laughs> <laughs> oh we love a trier um so yeah and then jumping over because destruction is a very fascinating one there's loads of really wild lists here which i think is really cool uh gloom spike gets lots of two lists and they are full of boing grot bounders there's one that's got nine rock gut trogoths which is just a brick 420 points of power Another, but then it's got two lots of 10 Boingrots, which I quite like that. You've got this brick in the center, and you've got these things that can either fly over the top or fly around the flanks, depending. I think that's quite cool, two times 10. And then two times 15, two times 15 Boingrot bounders in the other list. So loads in there. This gives you, Owen, the opportunity, as everyone, there's a man in the Warhammer Agency mod community that isn't on Twitter, and I am going to ask him to come on the show next week. He's famously brilliant. Mm. Joan Noah Doa Singh, I think is no. his name. His name is Joan Noah Singh, and it's right. going to be. Oh, I've just knocked my computer off. I was so excited about him. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's going to be Joan fans, Joan fans, Joan fans, Joan fans. fans. Um, yeah, he he plays three times fifteen Boing Grots, um, and does great with it, and is a, a lovely man. And I think yeah, you're you're a bit bored about how of, of everyone telling you how amazing he is. So you want to you want to experience him for yourself, don't you, Rob? It's fucking um, apparently he is like it's like honestly i have different people from around the world call me call me in my day they're like do you know this joe and i saying he's like basically brilliant and the reason that he's also like not only is he an incredible human being to prefix this all yeah he's also smashing face at the minute with boy and Grot bounders apparently around the world yeah he's doing well with it i think he's uh maybe like got a 70 percent 80 percent win record with them but unfortunately he's not playing at this tournament rob um but it does look like others are um kind of following his lead with those multiple units of boing rocks is it is it orc man that's running one of the gits lists rob i think yeah, it is it isn't is. it it's our guy yeah yeah, yeah. God, our guy. just destruction just seems to gravitate like the the just nice people seem to gravitate towards destruction don't they rob are you going to um, say that Destruction yeah. is the coolest faction? Are you finally on that boat? Is that where you're at? 
I, I don't own a destruction army, but I'm 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 destruction curious. I must say, Rob. <laughs> everyone, like a long enough timeline, everyone becomes a destruction player. That's how things happen, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> but so yeah, like the destruction art list that we see here, a lot of variety, which I think is fun. A lot of different builds. I haven't really talked about one of the ogre lists. Uh, I think which is quite interesting. I gotta say as well, like just put myself under the bus a little bit here. Um, uh, did a show on the Ogre More Tribes book the other day. Actually, there's uh, there's recently been like several attempts um, to really like break open what isn't a very wide book in the Ogre More Tribes book. So obviously, like we talked about, Yobad, Boulderhead, Stonehorns a lot. When the book came out, I was I threw pretty much. Well, I, th I think I threw a lot of things under the bus. Um, I was trying to make underguts work. I thought maybe there was something there, but no. But a lot of the community have like proven me wrong in a, in a bunch of really good ways. We've obviously seen Iron Gutsman already done well with with the Gutsman as well. Uh, we've seen uh, Mick and a bunch of other guys are doing some some real interesting work with Thunder Tusks at the moment, which I think is also fun to see. And now we're going to look at another list later with Yetis. So um, like, and then like we said, Joa and some other people trying with Boyingrot. So. Still loads to unpack in the destruction um, kind of Grand Alliance, mm -hmm. even though it's an older one. And um, yeah, uh, like I expect, I expect maybe we're going to see some like top picks, some missing armies though. Uh, Sons of Behemoth, none of those here, uh, which no. I think is interesting because they seem like a very TTSable army. Yeah, that's ex that's exactly where my head went straight away. Um, yeah, the very TTS uh, friendly. Um, and yeah, and also as as people like Anthony Magro have shown over in Oz, then you know you can get some good positive results with them. You know, four one three two. Um, yeah, so I was surprised not to see them. I think no, uh, we haven't touched on chaos yet. But, oh, um, we go. We, we, no, we. I know. I'm just. I'm doing them one at a time. Next up, chaos. Um, no piece of chaos. Four blades of corn. Zero legion of Asgore. Uh, zero legion of chaos descendant. Three Maggotkin and Nurgle, three Skaven Tide. Uh, sorry, four Skaven Tide. Three Heed Knights of Sinesh, Brave Souls. Zero mm. Slaves of Darkness and four Disciples of Zinch. So actually, Skaven a little bit more popular than we've seen them in past events, which I think is quite interesting. Um, uh, we don't normally tend to see them po poking up there. And normally, Disciples of Zinch are uh, doing really well. However, the last event we uh, did coverage for, Disciples of Zinch, they, um, uh, they were one of the most popular... Uh, armies in attendance and they ended up not doing particularly well which is quite interesting uh, overall uh so what are your thoughts on chaos here i mean you, you know what are in all these lists uh, uh there's a straight off uh how many archeons from darker design i think off the top of my head there's maybe uh three archeons i want to say yeah two in zinch and and one in corn um yeah i think zinch the, that that tournament that we talk about there were loads of two ones there um, and in the Battle of Copenhagen, there were a lot of three twos, if I'm not mistaken, and um, and, and four ones for Zinch. Um, I think, uh, as we saw with the game of Steve Follows against our man Svend with the um, with all the sharks, I think Eigneth into. And also, I watched the other night. I, I will talk about it more on Monday. But um, the Bad Moon Loons, Rob, um, defeated the Alpacas, uh, the Russians. Uh, that was wow. Matthew Matthew Goldsborough um beat up the uh the yeah the zeech eternal conflagration just <laughs> i said to him oh well done man or you know doing great like well done for he's like yeah well it's easy when you win turn three priority <laughs> and everything's <laughs> in his face but yeah i think um uh seraphon and eidneth 
probably go into Zinch quite well. Um, so maybe that's why they've been kept off the top spot a bit. Um, interesting, though, we tend to see quite a bit of variety, but all four of the Zinch builds are um, our hosts are Karnan, Rob. Really? Really? Mm. So moving away. I think, like I was talking about that purist example, I think like the, the change host build is not really one that needs to be played much more. Uh, like whether it be whether it's eternal conflagration or host duplicitous, I don't think you need to play it. I think uh, I think the host arcanum is a little bit more interesting and lets you play a different game. And I think people who play Zinch would pivot naturally. Like maybe you would have seen the same thing like in real world events over the past year or so. You would have had people playing changeos, 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 and then eventually been like, Do you know what, I'm going to pivot a little bit just because I still want to play with my Zinch toys, but just play them in a different way. I think that's why the book is really well done uh, to a bunch of different in a bunch of different ways that you can pivot a little bit inside it. Um, yeah, was there anything that stood out from those, or like nothing? Yeah, just fucking Kairos, man. <laughs> Kairos <laughs> is in all of them, and he's a bloody menace. Like, I got a message the other day because I mentioned uh, in Host Arcanum when you go with Gift of Change for the flat six mortal wounds and the the, the the spawn tag. And I know you're all about that life, aren't you, Rob? You love that shit. Um, that uh, that has a forty-five inch or forty-four inch threat range on on turn one. So, you know, your war chanter or your necromancer who wants to make stuff fight twice or whatever, you know, your little hero, your little clutch hero that's going to do some good stuff, then he's going to get turned into a gribbly little spawn uh, super fast. So, um, yeah, Kairos in Hosar Karnam, I just, yeah, it's, it's disgusting um, because he's six inch pregame moves and then he's able to set everything up. It's... um. Yeah, it's pretty horrible. Uh, that that was very obvious there. One of them's got uh, a lot of Slaves to Darkness heroes. Uh, so you've got your Chaos Lord on Manticore who can do the pregame move. And uh, one of them, uh, I think it's Casper. Uh, he's running it with Bellacore and a load of pinks. And then Steve Follows is running his sort of uh, his classic list that we've seen. Uh, there's two of those. There's two uh, Archeon and Kairos. Um, but yeah, no. It's a funny one. As, as another headline, just on on uh, chaos. No slaves to darkness, but loads and loads of slaves to darkness units riddled throughout all of the different builds. You know, you've got them in Corn, in Nurgle, um, not so much in Slanesh, but uh, again in Zinch. So um, even though there's no slaves to darkness armies here, there's loads of slaves to darkness units. Um, so yeah, we can we we can touch on that. What do you want? Where do you want to go next, Rob? Corn, Slanesh. Uh, Sinesh, I think, is the interesting one. Like some brave souls, I saw one of the lists that was like very much what I thought we'd see: seek cavalcade. Uh, uh, I think it was three or four by five slick blade seekers. I think it was three because that's eight hundred points. Uh, a couple of keepers. Um, you know, very aggro push forward list. Um, and I was like, yeah, I can see that. I can, I, I can see that having legs uh, and doing some work. Interesting to see whether we end up with that kind of new book tick up, uh, where you at, like you get a couple of like shock performances week one week two uh like i think we saw with the sons of behemoth um and then you know eventually as people get used to playing the army we see it drop down a little bit um so we'll see we'll see how we feel about that what did you make of the sinesh lists uh well the the prevalent uh theme is they're all seeker cavalcade which i think was often seen as being the 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 one good battalion uh two of them are faultless blades pretenders and then um, Tavi, Tavi again. I'm I'm just happy for Tavi because he's not playing uh, Seraphon. So uh, <laughs> I know that I know that he's been practicing this list and he really does rate it. Um, and he's gone down the route of the um, the Fomoroid Crusher. You know the kind of blow up. You know everyone Love does your a own stuff. Yeah. So um, 
yeah, basically, if for people who don't know, I think it's on a three up, isn't it? You choose a, he chucks a rock. The Fomeroid Crusher is an ally. He chucks a rock at a piece of terrain and everything within a range of it takes D3 mortal wounds on a three up. Um, and it's a way of generating loads of depravity off your own stuff. Um, and then he's got that real skirmishy force with lots of the slick blade seekers and, and, a, and a single keeper. Um, so, yeah, I, I would be very, very interested to, to see how he goes. Um, and then other than that, there's one which is a glutos with an epitome in, and then the seeker cavalcade. And then another one is is just a standard keeper with a seeker cavalcade. Um, so, yeah, we'll be interested. Be, I mean... It'd be nice to see one of them go three zero. Perhaps let's 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 see if that if that's the case, right? Agreed, um, agreed. It'll be yeah. very fun. I like it. It'll be quite fun to see them uh, potentially put them on the stream tomorrow uh, mm. and see if we can see how they play. Uh, ultimately, I think one of the things just looking at the list, it just felt like there wasn't loads there. Uh, but yeah, uh, Blades of Corn, Owen, your boys. Yes, uh, some real fun stuff here. Uh, we can't we can't talk about corn without talking about um, Morton Winkle. You know the epic. Archeon, double Archeon battle that I had with Morton. Yep. Big big love for you, Morton. One of my, probably one of my Warhammer highlights right there. That was, uh, that was mem- memories made. He's bringing the same list back. Absolutely magnificent list. Uh, Reapers of Vengeance, Archeon, Unfettered Fury, Double War Shrine. You know, just uh, make him a one-up save, reroll everything, push him in and uh, profit. So, um, yeah, I expect Morton to do well. Um, there's an interesting one, which is Bloodforged and Gore Pilgrims, two battalions, which leans very heavily into Blood Warriors and um, and Reavers. There's a single Bloodthirster in there, but it's it's in Reapers. I would have maybe expected to see that in Gore Tide, because with all those Blood Warriors, you can actually make them quite scary, and they can run and charge in Gore Tide. Um, so a little bit of a there's probably some stuff I've missed, but there's a bit of a strange decision there. Um, on the on the on reapers we then have uh, we do have a gore tide which leans very much into a mixture of slaves to darkness and a brass to spoilers battalion so ungore gore and some bulgores um and then there's a flayed list rob Ooh. Uh, i mean i'm not i'm not going to try and put you on the spot but do you even know Please what the flayed no, does no no okay. no I, i'd like you to know that i've done since the corn book came out i think i've done two deep dives into battalions and sub factions and like like water off of a wall, it just slid right off. Like not much, I'm gonna say. And okay. tell me they do more than not much. They do. They do. It does. It does a bit. You wait. I, I, we're gonna talk okay. about the flame list because because it's corn. It's it's my heart list for later on. Okay. So we'll, 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 we'll talk about that. But someone's brought the Forge Wheel Dragon headline. The Forge Wheel Dragon, Rob. Forge Wheel Dragon. And it's gonna be brilliant. I mean, it's gonna have a. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna have a break time. Um, yeah. So that's corn, a real mixture. Uh, obviously, my my pick there would be Morton's uh, Archeon list is wonderful. Um, and then Nurgle, I think Nurgle they really need to make the most of. Um, I don't know, I don't have any leaks or anything of that nature, but they need to make the most of their janky rules that Nurgle have got right because they're. I think they're so. I think they're super strong. I really do. Um, and they've got they've got that old book thing. There's not much holy within. There's lots of just within um, some really strong spells. Um, so we've got three Nurgle lists. Uh, two of them are quite um, standard. So Blessed Sons, Blightsist with Blight Kings. One's got 45. And then uh, a guy called Mitch, who did really well at Battle of Copenhagen. I think he went 4-1 at Battle of Copenhagen. That's 35 Blight Kings in assist with Glutos, Rob. Really? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've seen that already. We saw that at the Battle of Copenhagen already. We already saw the minus one to hit bubble on those guys. Makes sense. Also, so thematic. Like, like mm. absolutely drawing a line. They're like, I'm in charge. I'm a big chunky boy. And then all the other chunky boys are like, welcome to chunky boy town. Like, it's absolutely... It reminds me of, if anyone's seen the film Wally. When all the chunky humans are on the little carts going forward, like that's how I feel the Black Kings. Oh, you mean Wall Wall E, the little so the guys okay in space in their little hovers watching you know some daytime TV or something. Yeah, that's the Black Kings just walking forward, and then he's the captain at the back, just (laughs) the Black Kings. Yeah, big up. And then there's one list, which is no sub-faction, classic Maggot Kid of Nurgle, um, very leaning heavily into a lot of Slaves to Darkness units. So three units of 20 Marauders, six Varangard. Um, I'm going to touch on that later. So we'll, we'll go in depth on that. That's, a, a, that's my wild card pick. Um, okay. Alan, Alan Joins, who often does well at these tournaments. You've, you've streamed Alan's games quite a few times. Uh, and yeah, I've recently played against... Uh, marauders who've got blades on them with full re-rolls and it's disgusting i hope colonel cabbage is here because he's probably going to have some sort of ptsd when i talk about <laughs> this latest <laughs> whenever anyone yeah. mentions marauders he's just triggered in the chat and it's my favorite uh... <laughs> and then and then skaven rob we've only yep. got four skaven lists but between two of them there are 320 plague monks so uh... wow wow yeah now I know that they had a war scroll change, but they they still kick out a lot of wounds for people to roll against. Yeah. I think one of the things that's interesting here. Is, oh, no, sorry, carry on. Talk to me about Skaven for a second. Sorry. No, no, you're okay. Honestly, I think if anyone uh, would like to see what's possible in Skaven, having a look at the four Skaven lists, uh, there's some, it's brilliant. There's uh, there's there's two uh, what are they called? Falrain con- uh, congregations where they've got loads and loads of monks. So yeah, there's there's one with 120 and one with 200. Then there's a very elite Skyer list, Rob, which has got Storm Fiends as battle line. It's got MSU Storm Fiends. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's like four units of Storm Fiends. See, I quite like that. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm gonna I'm gonna deep dive that list like later in the week. That's really interesting. Because I still think that there's a lot to unpack there with the storm fiends. Oh yeah, definitely. And and he's got some other stuff to go with it. You know, he's got all the suite of heroes to buff them all up, and then he's got some Gisales in there as well. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I haven't seen it for ages either. Because there was that whole storm fiends thing where you could take nine, and I did see two units of nine at Blood and Glory in 2019, and then. Mm. Then it all settled on maybe having six, um, yeah, and FAQ then now pushed it down to six. Yeah, yeah, FAQ pushed down to six, which made the buffs a bit less. You know, you get less out of those buffs, like more and more warp power. Um, but yeah, so I'd have a little look at that. It looks like fun to play. And then there's a classic mix mixed list, uh, which it might be Ridge, who's in the chat. Um, this is a bit like the sort of list that you'd see Cole Wright playing a, a few months ago, which is like, you know, you've got Bratz, you've got a Bell, you've got st- six Storm Fiends, you've got some uh, Storm Vermin. You know, you've got like what I call like the Swiss Army knife. So you've got a little bit of everything. You've got you've got some range. You've got some combat punch. You've got bodies. You've got some good magic. Obviously, they've got the gnaw holes. So I, I like that little classic. Um, I think he's got six Gisels and six nine Gisels. You just say in the chat. Oh, I'm not wow. certain. I'm not certain. I rate Gisels, but like I get why they're in the list because they're such a long bomb like threat rate, like threat output. 
Um, mm. And it is significant. And I think if you commit to something like nine, you really are putting some like terror into your opponent at some point. I think like three to six. I think probably I'd go zero or nine. I think I'm more on Ridge's side in that particular example. So uh, that's quite interesting. Um, yeah, uh, super fun. All right, chaos looking hot. Uh, I- I'll break down a bit of order for everyone in the chat. So three cities of Sigmar, four doors of Cain, one fire slayers, and it's not Hermdar. Let's go. Like round of applause. Just throwing that out there. Two deepkin. One of my favorite lists is in there. Six Karajan Overlords. That's the that's the headline. Zero mm. Lethysian Defenders, for some reason. Uh, Lumineth Realm Lords, there are only two. They're both Sire. Seraphon, a four. Uh, I'm going to break down one of those lists. Very excited by it. Stormcast Eternals, one. And Silverdeath, one. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, like, thumbs. Like, I like everyone who always like, do you know what? time to bring back the trees yeah mm. let's let's fucking go yeah and then they get there and they're like oh damn it um but like i'm hyped for that um there's really not much to break down really from the sylvaneth stormcast list i quite like the stormcast list i'll talk about that in a minute it's got two drakes uh it's also got croak and it's got the comet so we've seen this list a couple of times before if you guys don't know what i'm talking about the global mortal wound bomb basically you've got two mm. lots of mortal wounds coming out from rain of stars from the two drakes you've also got plus one to cast so that's giving croaks and pluses to cast which is really important he's also got a global mortal wound spell as well and also then the comet uh, so that's the endless spell everblaze comet coming out of stormcast that is again some mortal wound so you can do some very targeted mortal wound damage every single turn the battle line's a bit thin on the ground it's just some liberators um but you know uh, like it's, I mean, Star Drakes are also really good. I'm gonna also point out that I think Star Drake stonks probably going up. Ultimately, one of the things mm. I expect to see in Age of Sigmar three in the future, because uh, it's got some parity with 40k, is I expect to see unit coherency very significant. Um, very much like we've seen. In, if you guys aren't aware, in 40k, if you've got a unit over five, you have to keep two models within uh, two inches, and because Age of Sigmar coherency is an inch, I expect it to go to two models within an inch. It'll change up a whole bunch of stuff no conga lines and other things uh like it might not be true but like i think star drakes have got a really unique ability having played against them a couple of times for their ability to eat out a model in a unit it's available in loads of other units but two star drakes have caused havoc to my kadai before played darren watson on tts ripped my kadai unit in half by just picking out the right and there really wasn't anything i could do because of the basing i couldn't really orientate them in the right way so that it, he couldn't not do it <laughs> there was no there was no solution and i was like no uh so anyway um really like this podcast go on after you yeah all, all i was going to say just on that note there's there's two things to bear in mind with that which is um there the 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 the, the drake swan templar and the star drake once once you get them in and you want to get them in um they have a minus one to cast which stacks so if they get them in, they, they can put off minus two to cast because, yeah, basically the wording is you can't it doesn't you, it's not as if you can only be affected by the same ability once you can you can put them both in and you get minus one to cast within 18 off both of them, which is quite helpful in a magic meta. Um, and then the hammer on that Drake's one, uh, it, it reduces pile in by two. So, for example, if you activate uh, if you if you get the activations correct and make it so that they piled in and attacked um, be, with before the drake sworn goes then he can bite out and they can they can't pile back into coherency so there's some yeah there's some fun stuff uh in the, in that stormcast list 
fun. Yeah, really, really, really fun. Uh, so just uh, uh, so Cities of Sigmar is a two Hammer Hall lists as a Living City list. Living City list has like got a nice mixture of stuff. The Hammer Hall list that I'd like to focus on for a moment quickly, it's got all the Demigriff Knights in. Um, uh, mm. Now, this Hammer Hall list hasn't actually changed points, hasn't actually won an event publicly. It's a bit of a deep cut, I know. Uh, but uh, hasn't publicly won. Uh, any uh, tournaments, but has taken away tournaments in uh, taken away a tournament in the UK before, and is fairly significant, um, I would say. And that's got like the big brick of six demigriffs and a bunch of three demigriffs in Hammerhall. I quite like that list. I think that's fun. Dawn's King yeah. lists are. Oh, sorry. Owen, have you got any thoughts on it, Owen? All I was going to say is that that's Ralph who you had on the stream at Bloodshed in the Shires. Ralph Hughes, were fellow nice. Southampton Legion player. So, um, and I really like the. Um, I love a Frostheart Phoenix, so I really like the inclusion of the Frostheart Phoenix to pin stuff in and give the Demigriffs a chance to get up the board and uh, and smash. And also, like, uh, a, a, a Phoenix is fast enough to get up there, and a Phoenix going twice is, is quite scary, especially if they've put the um, command ability on to reroll all the wounds. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I expect Ralph to do well with that. It's a good list. Um, uh-huh. But, yeah, you were going to talk about daughters, we'd say, Bob. Yeah, just saying no Hagnar. Interesting takes. Uh, triple three Oof. Calibron and one Keltnar. Uh, now, obviously, we have just seen all of the FAQs come out this week, um, and I think moving away from Hagnar might be a thing that we see more, especially now that those five. I think we talk about the prayers all day. I think there's a really good conversation about the prayers and how that's affected the army. But honestly, it's got to be that the fanatical faith role doesn't benefit against mortal wounds. In my opinion, is kind of a key takeaway. Uh, mm. So that would be, it used to be a five up. Now it's not a five up. It's still, it's just a flat six up. Uh, and I think Calibron with the teleports and also Keltnar. Um, uh, Keltnar, I think, is retreat and charge. I'm pretty sick. It is indeed. Yeah, that's uh, correct. Pretty, yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, so yeah, Keltnar. And I think we might see more, like get used to hearing Keltnar a lot, really. Retreat and charge units in there. Loads of Shadow Stonkers always in these lists. Um, we're seeing a lot of Bloodstalkers. We're seeing a lot of Marathi. Uh, I don't think, I think uh, Benjamin's point the other day, which I, I still think is really valid. Uh, I know that there were some criticisms um, of his points, but I don't. I think he makes a really good point: is that we're gonna just see snakes and Marathi a lot, and shadow stunkers a lot because they're just so good. And really, what you're choosing inside Daughters of Cain, you're gonna see less Hagnar because they've taken away a lot of bonuses that the Hagnar get, and you're gonna see more Keltnar and also Calibron because you get more bonuses. The army's just given a bunch of extra tools that way. So, like, I think we're going to see those those Grand Alliances more, basically. Yeah, I think as Pete Pratt and and, and also Ridge in the chat are saying um, about Keltnar, I think you are going to see it more because it's cool and retreat and charge. But I think now with the FAQ to give Marathi back her minus two rend, like retreating and charging with Mind Razor uh, on her is proper scary time, right? Because that's going to be minus three rend. And uh, yeah, plus one, da- plus one damage on the charge as well, I believe. So yeah, um, I I expect to see Catmull the other day. Little tiny story. Math Mallow, who might be in the chat, he was using Marathi with Mind Razor, and he just did the one Envenom Tail attack over the top of a screen to hit the uh, Xantos on turn one. This nice. is a tournament game. Roll. He had Catechism. Rolled the six, two hits, fourteen damage, one shotted Xantos. Get off the board. Wow. Because the inven- the tail went from six to seven damage, and then yeah, he got them both through to do fourteen damage, and it was, it was magnificent. Good so, job, lovely. So, All right, love that. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, now the Lumineth lists uh, are sire, both of them. 
Um, uh, so there's not much to break down there, really. Um, they are both in... Uh, they, they, one, I think only one of them has the... Oh, no, hold on. All the... Orlan Legion. Am I saying... No, I don't know. How do you say it, Owen? Uh, well, how do, you, how do you spell it? Is it A- A-U-R-L-A-N? Yeah. Isn't there something between the L and the A there? I don't know. I think I would say Aura. Aura. Auralan. Yeah, Auralan. 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 Thanks, everyone. Because apparently I say it like an idiot. So I appreciate all of you for helping me there. Um, Auralan. Auralan. Anyway. uh, So. (laughs) And then uh, Fire Slayers is a Vostarg list. Still, it's Fire Slayers. There's not much to break down there. Uh, Deepkin. Like, not trying to be rude. Just. You are being rude. That's John Cately, who's an absolute legend. Does he's he... a legend. I'm not saying. I just, just I don't know what he you refuses. want me to say. Um, Go he's on. not playing Kandar, so he's a wonderful person. Agreed. Agreed. That that's that's what I can say about. It's more about him and not playing Hermdar than it is. Uh, I don't know if there's any. I don't think that there's any particular tactical okay. bonus for not playing it. Just you're just a good guy for not doing it. Is that what we want to take away from that? He's got two gun haulers as well. I, I, I like. Yeah, you're, you're probably right, though, Rob. We're probably giving him props because he's not taking the the, the, the true filth. Um, oh, but, I yeah. like the gun haulers. I like the gun haulers in the list. I think that's super wicked. I think that's great. We've seen this before as well. Like, I think I don't know if it was still him. Maybe it was actually him before. So if it was you before uh, that we talked about this four star list with the um, the two gun haulers, then props. Uh, I'm a big fan, and I actually like the reverse as well. I like the KO lists that bring in. Uh, the the fire slayers at the same time. I think that I think that actually makes more dynamic KO lists, which I think mm. is quite cool. And maybe probably the tr- same is true for the fire slayers. Do you know what? I'm probably just showing some bias, and I apologise deeply. Uh, moving on to Deepkin though. Um, uh, Deepkin two lists. Uh, they're both Booth one. One of the lists Owen though has seven. No, mm. no, that's not wrong. That's not right. I don't have enough fingers. I'm doing it right now. Eleven sharks. It's it's our man Sven again, isn't it? Uh-huh. The, uh huh. The 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 killer of Archeon. Um, yeah, uh, it's great, right? All those shots, all that speed, sharks OP. I do actually think sharks should go up a little bit because they're going in everybody's lists, aren't they? I played shark. I played against sharks in Calibron. I've played sharks myself in Living City. Sharks, shark stonks are um yeah really high, mm. really high. Eleven is very strong. Uh, mm. very impressed by the 11 uh, and then um, so yeah and then it's loads of eels I, what's also amazing is it's 11 and you still can fit three lots of three defensive eels in the list Owen which is yeah because it's, it's aggress- ag- aggressively pointed Rob I think that's the term aggressively pointed aggressively pointed right into the competitive middle uh, mm. and, then- <laughs> and then KO that's the big shout out here um, six of them four a Barrack Zifflin two a Barrack Thring uh, there's a nice one with 20 Thunderers in it. Woo-hoo! And another list that's double nice. ironclad. We've got a lot of spells in bottles. A lot. Yeah, there's, there's one. I think it might be, I might be mistaken on this. It's either Bjorn, Redmore, or Sluka who play a lot of KO. There's one in there that's like got Demon Rift out of spell in a bottle. And then it's got a Lord Exorcist allied in. To, so you've got the Comet and you've got the Demon Rift inside KO. <laughs> Um, and yeah, this is my favourite one, Rob, uh, which we're going to talk about in a bit. The Barrack Thring. Uh, I believe that this gentleman 
came in the top five at Battle of Copenhagen. I think he went 4-1 with a Thring list. But he's gone, right, I need less troops, and I'll put another Ironclad in. So it's Barrack Thring, and it's got two Ironclads mm. and 20 Hearthguard Berserkers. Yeah, uh, I really like that. I really like that list. Like, I think yeah. it's like, like, it adds some real dynamic play to the KO book. Um, and mm. I feel like you would enjoy playing against it more. Um, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. All right. Sweet. So that's kind of everything. Let's talk about some lists. We haven't uh, talked about our lizard overlords, Rob. We haven't. Oh, talked oh about- no. Yeah. Because James Beden. I wanted to talk about James Beden, actually. Yeah. Lizard overlords. Sorry. Thank you so much. I almost forgot. Uh, so there's two fangs of Sotek. There's uh, a Draco's tail. Uh, and then there's also a Cottle's claw. And the Cottle's claw list, um, I mean, they are what you expect to see from all of these lists all the time anyway. Uh, the Cottle's Claw list is the list I like the most uh, out of this because the Fangs of lists are great. The Draco Tales list is also great. They're both very successful competitive lists um, uh, that we've seen time and time again. Uh, uh, like, there's some variances, but it's all the variances are all the same, right? Uh, and then the Cottle's Claw list I'm a big fan of. Like, uh, mm. And I'll talk about this more in a moment uh, when I go get the list. Um, because it's just different, but still just as equally strong as the other lists, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. yeah, 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 definitely. And and James has been playing non, like he's been playing his version of Seraphon for years, and he's got all the. I've played him in real life at Warhammer Heat. He's he's an OG Seraphon player. So I'll, yeah, it's it's it'd be nice to talk about something other than Fangs or Draco Tail, you know. Um, yeah, because there are. It's such a great book, and there's loads of stuff that you don't see, and he's playing a bit of that, isn't he? Which is nice. He is. Uh, he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to talk about that. Uh, okay. So um, uh, we're going to talk about like some lists that we like now. Um, mm. uh, Owen, would you like to kick us off? Yes. So we have the usual format of head, heart, and wild card. So the head pick is going to be what we think would be what, what's a good pick to potentially win. Uh, heart, maybe what you want to win, and then then a wild, little cheeky wild card. So my head pick uh, is previously mentioned, Marcus Fredrickson uh, with a Caradron Overlords Barrack Thring list. Now, Rob, I noticed reading the law for Barrack Thring. This is your Skyport. Would you like to know why? I'd love to know why. I like I like um, getting thrown in here. Yeah, let's go. This is translucent. No, sorry, not even translucent. I'll start again. Truculent, ill-tempered, stuck in the past and set in their ways. These are just a few terms used by rival Skyports to describe those who hail from Barrack Thring. What the fuck, Owen? These. <laughs> this is why. This is the joke. These ultra-conservative Dwardin oh judge everything. God against the glories of the past and inevitably find that it measures short. Oh my God. This isn't me. I'm not some Age of Sigma 1 player who's triggered. Yeah, that's not what I, this is. I just thought it was Tory Rob. It just sounds like Tory Rob. Grumbling <laughs> about the past, twitching in neck curtains, moaning about all the youngsters having a good time. Oh God. Oh God. Listen, I'm the one who's excited about the new Lumineth release. I think it's great. Like, absolutely, pow, 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 11 out of 10, so how dare you? Uh, so, yeah, I get, I'll start talking to you about the Lumineth rules if you want, Owen. Yeah? If you want to see who gets triggered between the two of us. No, no. I just saw ultra-conservative and then thought I'd make a lame joke. Uh, so that, 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 was, that was that. Um, it's all right. The chat are loving it, so it's fine. Like, sweet. All we're right, all good. about it. <laughs> so it, it's Barrack Thring, Thring-a-ding-ding. Uh, it has a rune smiter. So the, the things with Barrack Thring, I'm, we won't go into de- too much depth because we'll be here till the tournament starts tomorrow. Um, but yeah, Barrack Thring, one in four units can be Dwardin. 
Um, all the KO foot units and the heroes fight on death on a four up. Um, and then there's a couple of really good abilities. The article is uh, Chronicle of Grudges. So three enemy units at the start of the game, Rob, and your whole army rerolls ones to hit against them for the battle. Super strong. Um, and then the footnote, which is Honor the Gods, just in case, is once per battle in shooting or combat, uh, sixes explode. So, um, yeah, what this is, it's a smiter, um, an engine master with a harness who has the trait and the artifact. So he fights on death on a two up and he's got a hammer, a big hammer. Three units of 10 Arconauts, 20 Hearthguard Berserkers, a Grunstock gun hauler with a sky cannon, a, an ironclad with a sky hook and another ironclad with a sky cannon. So it's double ironclad with 20 Hearthguard Berserkers that tunnel up with the Rune Smiter. Um, yeah, it just, I mean, there's not many models. I don't really like shooting and, and K, I don't really like KO per se, but I do respect this and what it wants to do. And it just looks cool to play. Like the, the one ironclad has got plus two to charge and has an ogre charge um, great endron work. So he's got, he's got a punchy ironclad to go and punch and tag things in. He's got another one to buzz around. He's got a little uh, gun hauler. And then the threat of 20 half-god berserkers with the poleaxes. Um, yeah, so that's it. Marcus Fredrickson is my head pick, Rob. What do you think? It's good. It's really good. I think I think one of the things about putting Fire Slayers into the KO is that they, 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 they lack inside their own army a certain level of dynamic play specifically they can shoot stuff off the objective but they can't really move on to the objective they're like they're like bang 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 and it's like i'm a boat and they're like cool i'm two dudes and they're like well, i'll shoot you off and it's like cool you're still just one boat and i think like i think i think adding that in is really 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 good and also those ironclads like luke willoughby is saying in the chat is a lot of dacker like it's a lot of shots mm -hmm. and it's also like some power um, and they're really hard to get rid of as well. Like they're, they're, they're tough to take off the board. Um, and so I can kind of see why. I don't, it's not that I don't think two frigates are, are good as well. I just think that it's just a ton, a ton of output. And you like really suffer. It's like when you play the, the guy, the engine master in the dirigible suit. And he just keeps shooting. And you're like, stop it. Stop <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with an army where one of the models has got guns on his moustaches, you kind of know what you're getting in for with that. There's just guns, guns everywhere. But even then, you're like, this is horrific and I hate this. So, like, yeah, like, I, I, I can really see why having the fire slayers inside it is like a really good play. And, like, and also because you can just shoot yourself a place to put the fire slayers into, which I think is fun. Uh, very interested to see how they come up against uh, uh, kangaroos in the future. But for now, uh, a very playable army, uh, and I think really, really mm -hmm. good. Yeah, I, I'm into that. Uh, I agree. Uh, also, thinking about the whole meta as a whole, like they've got some really nice matchups, I would say. Uh, so, more on that. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll see how it plays. See how it plays. Maybe we'll get it on the stream. It'll be really nice to, to see how that plays. Uh, my uh, heart pick, um, mm -hmm. let me just make sure I've got this up for you. James, uh, sorry, my head pick, James Beden. Now, I, I think I would just pick um, any of the. Uh, any of the you could pick any of the kind of ko um uh seraphon and also either Deepkin plays uh, uh factions is doing well um but i'm going to talk about like a seraphon list that i still think is as strong as some of the other seraphon lists we talk a lot about like what can be done to kind of maybe neuter like some of the seraphon list but james beden running a cottle's claw seraphon list um so it's got lord croak in of course uh and then it's got a scarvet on carnosaur it's got the starseer star priest another Star Priest and Skink Priest. So, and then it's got two lots of 10 Saurus Knights, 
five Saurus Knights and ten Saurus Warriors. And then it's got a three Razordon Hunting Pack, which is still very, very cheap. 80 points per Razordon. Same thing that we talk about when we talk about the Salamanders. They just have a, they don't have the output, but they're still significantly cheaper. That's a lot of wounds and a lot of output from those Razordons. But it's the, uh, the Fire Lance Temple host that they're in which I think mm. is quite interesting. So this is a uh, 160-point War Scroll Battalion. It's the Saurus Scarvet, which is in there, and the three units of Saurus Knights. You can add run uh, three to run and charge rolls for units from the battalion that are holding 18 inches of Scarvet. So it really lets you go and do what you already saw happen with the um, Skinks anyway. You buff them up with the Star Priests, the Star Sea and the Skink Priest. You've got Command Points for days, and then you've got the Scarvet on Carnosaur, who's going to run forward, with mm. the Saurus Knights, and he's just going to give them all that. Like, they're going to charge, they're going to do all those extra hits. The jaw attacks, you've got plus one jaw attack, so you've got, like, it's kind of like what the Skinks War Scroll naturally does for them, but going into this sub-faction, you end up with all those extra attacks, so you can proc all those extra mortal wounds, and it's also really fast, and that minus one damage is also significant, because uh, mm -hmm. ten Saurus Knights for 200 points, 40 wounds. Uh, no, no, sorry, not 40 wounds, 20 wounds. Ah... Uh, yeah, 20 wounds. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, for 200 points, it's a bargain. Like, it's yeah. great. Yeah, really, really um, good. I didn't know what that Fire Lance did, but also with the inclusion of the Star Seer and also the spell on Celest so Celestial Equilibrium, if I'm not mistaken, is the um, Battleshock Immunity. So, and then the Star Seer can give a 3d6 charge. Again, it's Seraphon, so you don't need to spend any points or roll any dice you just point at something anyway salt over um so yeah anyway 3d6 charge at plus three sounds pretty spicy i uh, do knights have a plus one to charge perhaps on their walls no they get a re-roll don't they from the drummer yeah. on, the, on the knights so yeah um he's got the plus one save spell obviously from the priest i think if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah. yeah 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 so um yeah it's got smash potential but it's also got pin potential as well doesn't it like 10 knights with all of the all of those buffs and stuff can shoot across the board pin stuff in place um and then be yeah as you say minus one damage worst uh worst sub faction minus one damage <laughs> well like Lou willoughby's pointing out you get 35 attacks 10 wounds nine inch move a re-rollable charge uh for uh, 100 points um and so stacking that all in there is really 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 uh, like good like and i think that this list is again like it's it's unfortunate that those models are horrible looking but you can get some really nice Soros model sculpts and stls out there in the world um and so i think you could see and it also like when you do play against seraphon and they're like they're they're doing something even through a troglodon that's quite funny or the double shooting bastilodons but this is like dinosaurs riding dinosaurs with a big dinosaur behind them running forward the slant at the back of the board if like it fits into all of those things that you really, really want from a, a Seraphon slash dinosaur army. When you like dinosaurs, if you saw that on the table, you'd be like, ah, it's a cool amount of dinosaurs, man. That's, that's like, I'm really into that. That's fine. Mm. Like, so, like, I think, like, we, we give Seraphon a hard time, and it's a very, very strong book. Very, very strong book that plays very, very well. This also plays very, very well. Really thematic, works really nice, uh, and I think can win events as well. Like, it really mm -hmm. can, because it's very, very fast. Yes, and speed kills, as we know, Rob. Speed kills. It does. Um, Absolutely. Does. Uh, right. Should we talk a little bit about um, some heart picks? So oh, that was yeah, what, baby. That was, that, that's head. This is the yeah. hardest one. I've actually really just done two heart picks. That's what <laughs> I've done. I've done. I've done two heart picks anyway. So uh, <laughs> the first one, 
Scott Baker coming in hot and stealing my heart by being the first person I've ever seen to play Volgarath the Scarred and Scalloc the Skull. That's a big heart pick. Good choice. Hey, that's the Corn Dragon, the big Forge World Corn Dragon. Um, oh but he's actually built it as best could build it. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna forego the the, the 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 information that the Bloodstoker can't whip him because he literally can't fit the eight inch oar around the base, uh, which is a bit sad. But he's gone. It's it's nicely built actually. I know we're joking and and stuff, but I actually think that this is going to get the best out of him. So he's running it in the slaughterhouse, which is the flayed, which you find in the Wrath of the Everchosen book. Uh, which kind of like it, it is uh, the flayed is more mortal based, um, does some buffs for prayers and things like that. So he has Volgarath the Scar and the Scallop, the Skull Host of Corn. He then has Triple Slaughter Priest, always a big fan of that. Um, one has the Vessel of Butchery. So the Vessel of Butchery that gives reroll uh, ones on the prayers uh, wholly within eight. So it's like a portable skull altar. So you, all your priests don't have to cluster around the altar, um, which is quite nice. Um, and then, yeah, he's got um, uh, three sort of priests. One's got um, uh, Killing Frenzy, plus one to hit. One's got Bronze Flesh, plus one to save. One's got a D3 heal, which is nice. And then he has the Mandatory Artifact for plus two to charge. And his general has a two-up DPR against spell damage from the Brazen Rune, which is nice. And then he's got 20 Reavers, 10 Reavers, five Blood Warriors in Agor Pilgrims. So the, the the trick with this is he just wants to keep alive Volgarath the Scarred. Um, and if he does it in a perfect storm, the Flayed's ability is end of the combat phase. If you kill a hero or a monster, you get plus one to save for the rest of the game. So if he can go in and kill a monster or kill a hero, then that puts the big corn dragon on a two up. Bronze flesh puts him on a one up. So he can be a one-up save, and he can have plus two to a, to hit because there's a CP from the flayed, which is plus one to hit on the charge, and then he can get plus one attack from the blood stoker. So yeah, I mean we've gone from dinosaurs to possibly the biggest dragon in the game. Um, it's pretty low drop as well, if I'm not mistaken. That's a two drop, so he can alpha the shit out of something if he wants to. Just go straight um, in. I think. Just, I think- I think what I, I, I'd like to just mark this conversation. I'm just going to do that on the stream now. Just mark this, because this is Owen like tentatively talking about the Corn Dragon, but weeks away from Owen being like, so I'm running the Corn Dragon now. This is where I'm at. Yeah, I want everyone to mark this. I can see this already. It's like, do you know what? Maybe it's got more legs than... Because I think you can go 3 2 four, one with the Corn Dragon, like, which is bold, I know, but I think you can. And like you said, like it's that's tough to get rid of, right? Yeah, and as Gutsman said in the chat, I had a quick skim over the the, the, the the war scroll earlier. I didn't write it in my notes, but he's just got flat minus three to cast aura, Rob. 18-inch bubble, I believe. Yep. It's, like, it's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think he's a two-drop because he needs to be able to go first so that his opponent just doesn't put up lines and lines of shit so that his, so you can't land the corn dragon anywhere important. So he's going to go two-drop, insert the corn dragon somewhere in the middle of the army, and um, yeah, have fun with that. It is a bit sad that he does D3 mortal wound impact hits. And I think it's on like a fucking three up as well. Whereas <laughs> to, to one unit, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, 
but yeah so uh scott baker how to train your dragon very much appreciate your list and, and i want you to do well um yeah good good fun 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 times to be had with the corn dragon very excited to see owen running that in but a few weeks so uh <laughs> mark mark it on your calendars everyone uh all right so i've got two um and one of them is just like a true heart pick like there's no like real tech to it it's just like loads of love but i'm just i'm just trying to find fucking iron gutsman's list damn it like i can't he hasn't got his name on the never mind this is my fault sorry everyone i know i know i know the essentials of it i just want to make sure i read it out in exact order uh, I know it's 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 winter bite. So he's. Yeah, I know it's winter. Bite. I know it's winter bite, and I know it's got. I know it's got um uh the oh, hold on let me get the skull, and it's got seven times three yetis, uh which is the important point. Um and but I just wanted to find the the doggo contingent because there is also a doggo contingent as well. I've, yeah, I've I've got it in front of me, Rob. If I want, oh please, I can... if you could. So it's uh, Stuart Iron Gutsman. The list is called Yeeting My Way into 2021 with, with 21 Yeeties. Yeah. So I appreciate a bit of wordplay. But yeah, crack, crack on then, Rob. What are we looking at? Oh, so as the aforementioned seven times three Icefall Yetis, 110 points for those bad boys. It's the four Frost Sabres and the two Frost Sabres and the Skull. Um, and then uh, we've got the Fire Belly. It's in Winterbite with Billow and Ash. So as we know, it's that minus one to hit from Winterbite. Um, and then with the Billow and Ash potentially producing another minus one to hit, which we'll get onto when we talk about the Yetis in a minute. Uh, the Frost Lord on Stonehorn with the Frost Fang and the Black Clatterhorn. So he's just your like missile. You just like, by the mm-hmm. way, the rest of my army can do this, but also this guy. Yeah, he's just your big mate. Like everyone's picking on you, and then you just go, oh, let me just ring my big mate, and here he is. That's the Frost Lord on Stonehorn. Then you've got the Husguard on Thunder Tusk, um, uh, who is the who is actually the general. Uh, with the command trait winter touched uh, and then you got the um, and then you got the ice brow hunter now uh, just to talk about this for a moment so the winter bite commandability this is the important part here in my opinion um, so so you got ghost in the blizzard which is what you get for being winter bite which is subtract one from hit rolls for attacks made by missile weapons that target friendly winter bite units wholly within your territory so start the turn so and that's going to play really nice into ko right really nice and then the command ability is the one that's really important. You can use command ability at the start of the combat phase. If you do so, you pick one friendly Winterbite hero, um, uh, friendly Winterbite Frost Sabres, and Yetis, wholly within 12 of that hero, can fight at the start of the combat phase. These units cannot fight again uh, in that combat phase. So you could basically MSU charge your seven units of three Yetis, and you can just go first like smashing and bashing but not everyone is always strikes first so you can mm. hit in quite a large bubble so your stone horns like womp and then everything so everything else goes and then mm. a stone horn goes and that's after impact hits so you've got like lo- like so you've got the opportunity to do a bunch of impact hits as well from all the charging which is quite nice uh so you can kind of proc that and i think that that works really really nice um and, and so would you say rob it was less smashing and bashing and more icing and splicing <laughs> yes yes i would and let, <laughs> let me read Sorry. out the war scroll for the yetis because um this is the fun part um for the icefall yeti so they move nine inches um there's I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute the unit is eligible to fight in the combat phase if it's within six so it's got the good piling um, mm-hmm. of a unit instead of three and it can move so it's got an extra six inch pile in they're four wounds each so it's 12 wounds from the unit they've got three attacks each so that's going to be nine attacks from the unit um they're fours threes rend one two damage 
which is quite nice. And then you subtract one from the hit rolls to attacks by melee weapons that hit them. So if you wanted to alpha them, they'd be minus... Uh, no, that's not true. Um, uh, they're minus one to hit from shooting at the start of the game, and then they're minus one to hit in melee, which is quite nice as well. So there's like a lot of um, doubling up on the minuses to hit. So I just really like that. I think it's really fun. Like, it's really MSU. They got lots. Oh, thank you to Killer Carol uh, for subscribing. Thanks to Fraun uh, for gifting three gift subscriptions in the chat. Thanks, Fraun90. Uh, that's lovely of you. So, yeah, really like this. Um, don't talk about their brave save. No, they have got a six up save and they are bravery six, but which is why you don't do a big brick of them. But I just like this list. I think it's really good. Uh, and again, trying to do something else with that Ogre More mm. Tribes book, uh, I really like. Yeah, what do you think? I just, I just think that the triumph bid is needs to be talked about as well. Have you seen how that's noted on the list there, Rook? Oh God, what does it say? Uh, what does it say? Uh, Yeet him away. Uh, it says uh, large testicles triumph bid nineteen thirteen. <laughs> he wants that triumph more than anything else. Um. <laughs> I really want that triumph. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I, I like this list. I'd like to see it play. I think it'd be really, really fun. Uh, so that's a heart pick from me. Uh, what's your I next, what, last one? Uh, so I've got I've got two left. I've got um, my second heart pick. There's not much to talk about it. It's just basically it's the the, the aforementioned bacon cannon. So this is Warmill Harry playing Iron Jaws, Iron Sons. He has a double Gorefist battalion. So this is essentially he has uh, eight units of three Gore Grunters. So it's four into each of those two Gorefists. Um, and then he has two War Chanters uh, and two Weird Knob Shamans. So it's like everything came... It's like a Noah's Ark of Bacon Cannon. Everything came in two by two. Two Shamans, two War Chanters, two Gorefist Battalions. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bacon Cannon. I present to you pigs. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... He's got he's got a teleport. He's got loads of ways of generating CPs, um, and he's just going to keep buffing up little units of pigs and throwing them at you and blowing stuff up. Um, the the mission packs worked out quite well for him, you know, with shifting objectives and the extra points for battle line because all the pigs are battle line. Um, when I say pigs, I mean orc gore grunters, and then that gorefist battalion um, in the first hero phase, um, they all get to move nine inches, don't they? Um, they do, which is fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like, so you the, could just throw. You could, you could, you could zone out a board very effectively. I wonder how well that'll actually play into a KO list, like where they're like, "I want to drop down." It's like cool pigs everywhere, and you're like, mm. "Oh, balls!" <laughs> like, I guess I'll stay I in this corner. <laughs> Can't put this <laughs> boat anywhere. <laughs> uh, big love to Thrawn also for donating fifty bits to the show. It's very much appreciated. Loads of love. Um, 1850 triumph bids for Hammer Time. People are just putting less and less points in their list so they get a, a bid. That's good. All right. my um, I love that list, by the way, and would be really, really fun to play. Um, and then finally, uh, my other heart pick uh, goes out to Sven. Me and Sven fall in love a little bit. Uh, I net Deepkin, Futhwan. I talked about it already. Volturnus. Uh, and then three times three Ishling Guard. And then 11. That's right, 11 Alapexes, all with the Harpoons. We've seen 10 play before. 11 is wildness. And then two somehow room for two times three Etherwings as well. Somehow, somehow still room. That's a terrifying list, actually. As much as that's a heart list, that's 
I think that's got well, it's got no legs actually. <laughs> I was like, it's got legs, but it's got none. It's got zero legs. But I think uh, the shark cannon could do some real work. Mm. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, we saw it, right? It went, th- it went three and zero at one of my events. Yeah, the last Hammer Time Seven, uh, he went three and zero and booked a place in the finals with it. So, yeah, and obviously, Sven, uh, we saw it on the stream, didn't we? Against uh, Marcus's Living City, and it's just. We did. Seemed like a pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty rough event. Yeah, Yeah. we also saw it versus Archeon, and we also saw uh, that as well. So, like, I know, I know it's a a, a spam list, but like, I don't know. Like, I agree with you. Sharks are cheap, cheap. Sixteen wounds for two hundred and twenty points on a four-up save that can do some pretty phenomenal output as well. Uh, But it's the fact that it's just that much shooting. Like, it's really not what you expected out of a a deepkin list, and I think it plays so uniquely. And it's just that ticking time bomb. I mean, like, mm. and also that MSU, so many units, so much board control. Like, would I think being on the receiving end of it, awful. Playing with it, you would have a great time. So, mm. I'm, I'm calling it. Yeah. Anyway, really good. Okay, sweet. Well, that's everything. That's I've funny. got one more. I've got oh, one oh, more. Oh, you've got one sorry, more. I'm so sorry. What an ignorant this, fuck this, I am. This is, so I had two little heart picks, and then I've got a wild card for you. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, Colonel Cabbage, be ready for this. So this is um, this is Al- I-, I do really rate this list. The more you look at it, this is Alan Joins with a Nurgle list. So he hasn't gone Blessed Sons, he hasn't gone Munificent Wanderers. He's just gone traditional book. Um, and on the face of it, it just looks like a collection of stuff. But then the more you dig in, it's got some real excellent synergy. So it's a great unclean one. Um, there is then Fecula Flyblown, the I believe that's an Underworlds, uh, but, uh, but, um, the, the the little uh, Underworlds gang, Fecula Flybone with her two worm spat dudes. Um, and there's a Chaos Sorcerer Lord on foot, um, and then there are three units of 20 Chaos Marauders, uh, and six Varangard, Mark and Nurgle, and then two War Shrines, Rob. Wow. Um, Double so War Shrine, big deal at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Double War Shrine is is pretty pretty big energy. Um, essentially, all he's doing here is he's leaning into there's 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 a couple of tricks, but the, he's mainly leaning into Blades of Putrefaction. So if he gets Blades of Putrefaction off, which is a spell that Fecula's taken, because um, it's old book six plus to hit does a mortal wound in addition. Um, so basically, when a unit of Marauders has ten or more models, it gets plus one to hit naturally on their War Scroll. So they're doing mortal wounds on fives. So um, looking at it, he's basically got a six-inch move on the Marauders, plus three inches from the Doomsday Bell, potentially another plus two if the wheel's in the right place, and he's got the ability to change the wheel with his command trait of Grandfather's Blessing. So, so we're looking at 11-inch base move, then run at plus one, so let's say a seven-inch run seven. if he forces a six, so um, and then you've got the Marauders auto-charge. So they so charge a minimum of eight. Charge. Yeah. So what we're looking at here is 26... Well, minimum threat range, if he doesn't have the wheel in the right place, is 24 inches. Maximum threat range is going to be uh, 31 inches. Um, wow. With 40 attacks, or 41 attacks, um, re-rolling hits, because he can use the Chaos Undivided Prayer from the War Shrine, which is on three up to re-roll hits and wounds. So 41 attacks, re-rolling anything, five demortal wounds, and then three uh forced to wound with three rolls minus one rend and then he's got three of these missiles that he can send off he's got three units of 20 to just zeta off anywhere and then six varangard 
you know, six Varangard, you can put plus one save on them because they mark a Nurgle, so you've got a two-up save. Um, and they can go twice from this from their war scroll. And then late game, once all that stuff's been blown up, he's got Nurgle summoning, and the war shrines can buff themselves and go off and be a um, uh, you know a, a, a real threat. Um, and then he's got some nice um, some nice multiple wounds in the uh, in the spell law. So he's got plague squall, seven dice each, six is d three mortals, a little fecular fly blown. Uh, she just does a flat three mortal wound spell. You got plague wind off the great and clean one for some more mortal wounds um so he's got nice targeted mortal wounds um and then he's got that excellent spell favored poxes so 21 inch range half run half move half charge no fly so um yeah it's really nice to see nurgle with slaves and it not be a plague touch battalion i think he yes, has sorry. played plague touch. um yeah. he's got a sort lord in there to give the the the, the varangard a two-up re-rollable save um yeah, I, mean, I like that the thing, the damage you were descri- describing was not ever from the Varangard. It was like, and then they're a Varangard, I think, which is fun. I just had this image for a moment of a nightclub of like a very like oiled up, muscly fella in a tight t-shirt dancing with a girl and not particularly much. And I was like, Daughters of Cain versus Marauders just smashing face all day. And I want to be the neither at that nightclub nor at that particular fight. Being between those two, that's going to be... I, I wonder who wins it, but um, like... I think one of the interesting elements about that list is it requires a lot of buff pieces to happen. So when you do actually look at the list in like detail, like there isn't loads left, if you know what I mean, in the actual, like it's really, it's three blocks of 20 Marauders and it's six Varangard. Everything else is kind of there, but they can do incredible output. Yeah, I mean... I think what I would say to people is don't underestimate war shrines. Like in that corn mirror match, it was the fact that um, Morton had the double war shrine and they then late game buff themselves, reroll hits and wounds or give themselves plus one save and reroll wounds. Um, yeah. When you push yourself forward like that, uh, like in the late game, the, the war shrines can be super clutch. Um, and he's playing an army, which has um, summoning, you know? So even though he isn't leading into summoning and making it a big thing, by turn three or four, you can chuck some plague bearers somewhere where you've got a gap, or put an extra screen back up. Um, so yeah, even though there's not huge amounts there, it all does a lot. There's loads of overlapping synergies, a lot of threats, speed, um, and then obviously the the great and clean one is super resilient because he's got the I believe it's either a trait or an artifact, uh, which is yeah, it's the artifact, the endless gift. So in the battle shock phase, he just heals all the wounds he's taken on a four up. So he's like a harvester on his own. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah and and Alan's a smart cookie, so um, I think he'll find all sorts of fun ways to to run that. Um, yeah, uh, that that would be one that I would expect to see doing quite well. And it's a bit of a different Nurgle list to what you normally see. So a lot of the, a lot of the lists here are fairly different, actually. Like, there's a nice mix up of lists, I think. Uh, at this event so excited to do the coverage tomorrow uh, so you guys should tune in for that it's going to be very very fun uh, join us at unfortunately the ungodly hour of 8am um, like oh, what the f- what the fuck man uh, me and intern Matt in the future people are like do you want to do coverage I'm like if you start at 9am yeah if you start at 8 get out uh- <laughs> um, 
I think, Rob, there's one thing we need to do now, because we're going to wrap this up, aren't we? Oh, God, it's not my computer again. I've got to stop doing that. Um, <laughs> you've, got, you've got to do the draw, because I'm playing. Then um, I can't do the draw. You've got to do the draw. Have you got the big button? You ready? To I have. Give me, give me button moments. Twitch chat, <laughs> give me button moments. Uh, I'm going to create the draw. Owen's playing. So if we can get some Owen fans chance in the chat. Uh, so let's go over to here. Thanks to the TOs for letting me do this. This is very lovely of them. Uh, so I'm going to create the matches. Boom, 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 boom. And then generate matches. Let's go. Bush, I have done it. The round one, round one draw is done. Uh, Ridge Hammer's playing Dylan Gray. Uh, Bjorn and Orkman are playing each other. Moonturn is playing. Nice versus Mike Thomas. Uh, Morton is playing Niels. Which is Damn it! Nice. I've got Alan's list, the one that we. You, <laughs> you are playing against Alan, uh, so we just talked about so with all your Mortec. Uh, well, you know what? Is... There's, one, there's one thing we need to lean into here, which is Thomas Waller versus James Beden on table twelve. In preparation for this, they must have played. I think they've played ten games against each other in preparation for this tournament, like with the same lists, like grinding, and now they've gone and drawn themselves on table twelve. That's <laughs> that's perfection. I love that. Um, what else have we got in here? Uh, well, everyone can have a dig through. Um, I look at the matchups, yeah, and we'll talk about that tomorrow as well. Um, so that's gonna be, oh, Bogler versus Trogdor's fun. Uh, nice. Uh, big fan. Okay, all right, lovely. Thanks to the TOs for letting us do that. It's always appreciated. Do join us again tomorrow for the, the, the stream. Don't forget to join me and Mr. Adam Mumford in two hours, 15 minutes time. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's right. Two hours, 15 minutes time. We're going to be going through all of the Lumineth Realm Lords leaks. All of it. I think everything's out. I think we know everything is the kind of like big takeaway. We know points. We know rules. We know it all, uh, and so uh, excited to go through that. It could all be wrong, um, but I think it is the information. So uh, join us again at 4 p.m. UK time, and we'll go through the minutia. Uh, I personally think that they're going to be fine. Uh, that's what I'm hoping. Owen, any thoughts? No, no thoughts at this point in time. I'm going to reserve judgment. <laughs> Busted! <laughs> um, yeah, but no, uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing what Adam's thoughts are. I'm sure he'll be really measured and considered and not in any way hyperbolic. It's going to be wonderful. Um, nope, 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 nope. nope. So, yeah, well, good luck tomorrow, Owen. Owen. Thanks, man. Uh, I'm going to be going for that big 2-1, probably. You know what, Rob? I need to put a pin in this. I come on the internet quite regularly with you now and talk about Warhammer, but I'm distinctly average at the game, I reckon. I'm okay. I'm just above average, I reckon. But I just want people to know that when I come on the show on Monday so, and I've gone 1 and 2, then just cut me some slack because I know what my level is. I know where I'm at, okay? I'm, I'm fun to play, but when it really when push comes to shove, I don't think I've got the killer instinct. I just wanted to put that out there, okay, Rob? I think the fact I I, <laughs> I think the fact that um uh, that you never try and take the busted stuff is kind of maybe like a um a, a pin in your problem. Uh, but we'll talk more about that. I uh, listen. You win our hearts and minds every day, so uh, that's that's all we need. Owen fans emotes in the chat, please. Uh, Owen will be back uh, on monday to talk about uh, all the events from over the weekend uh thanks for joining us join us again in two hours going for a lunch break read through all the stuff uh angle has got it right that's the way we're going to start the next show hippity hoppity get off my realm property uh is what the <laughs> realm lords is going to be about uh, <laughs> right i'll see you guys soon thanks very much uh have a nice day
problem. Right, so sorry, I forgot. Let's go for the raid. I forgot. I'm sorry. Okay. I am really bad at this. Uh, are we back? We're back. Yeah, we're back. We? We're, yeah. back. Okay. we're back. We're back. We're back. I brought us back. Whew, shit. Um, let's do the raid. Let's do the raid. Owen, you get to choose. Okay, um, fantastic. Uh, what are the options, please? Uh, you have got uh, 608 people are currently watching Warhammer. And most people... We're the b- most popular channel again. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Love that. Uh, you've got a guy called Hobgoblin Joe, um, uh, who is uh, painting... I can't really see what he's painting. Uh, you've got Dusty Telephone, who seems to be a lady uh, painting... <gasps> Owen, she's painting mm-hmm. a Mortark. Uh, what? Which one? Like, Arcan, Mortar? I think. Let's do it. Let's go there. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, let's go there. What does the chat think? Should we go and see somebody paint Arcan the black? We should. We should. Let's go do it. Let's go let's do, do it. Let's do that. Yeah. Mainly because. So let's do this in the chat. Uh, makeup tutorial. We'll do a makeup tutorial later is what we'll do after the salty stream. Uh, we'll <laughs> go do that. <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Loads of love. Talk to you soon. Let's do the raid. Thank you.